Hello and welcome to Life or Death podcast. What are what are we living or deathing? Um, I forget exactly what you said, Jared. That made what me is want to name that. Remember when I mean, we name it Life or Death? We yeah, we were talking about. You said that you were talking about your art, and you were saying that you wanted your art to always be on the verge of life or death, something to that degree. Did I? Yes. Sounds sounds deeper than it probably is. I don't remember saying that. Though. What I think the, what you meant was that you you didn't you did say it. you you said it on the way up to Shawnee when we were going to buy the equipment. But you, I think what you were trying to say was that you wanted your art to have a chance of failure i guess maybe like okay so there are there are like certain art forms that you know are going to succeed because you they just you know right they're you know uh basically just an equation at this point Mm -hmm. um but you were you were saying that you wanted your art to not be that way you want it to be uh, like on the verge of life and death on the fence of life and death or something like that something to that effect that's what i remembered I don't. I. I definitely don't remember saying. It, but it sounds like it sounds like a foundational thing. If you're going to create art, it should always be for the sake of killing that part of you. Okay, killing that part of you. Yeah. Okay. What do you think of that, Aaron? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to think about that. I don't do arts. <laughs> I. I'm, I'm, just, I'm more major. of a craft guy. That's all I do. <laughs> Like craft cheese singles. <laughs> I was more concerned about this recording too. You can't <laughs> break the third wall. You, you keep said? breaking the third wall, and yeah, the only time you break third the third wall. wall is the introduction. Nobody right? knows like, that this is a podcast. I mean, like, howdy, folks. Nobody knows. That's no. the only time you break yeah. the you third may as wall. Well, you may as well just look at the camera, but in podcasting form. Don't ever talk about the recording again, or you will not be invited back. Never. Well, then you won't have something it'll to record. It'll be called. In remembrance of Aaron, remembrance instead of Life or Death podcast. What else did we say? Nineteen ninety-seven to twenty-twenty. Like other stupid names for this thing, but I forgot what they were. They were just dumb, dumb names. What do you think about the old NBA sitting out games right now? The old Bucks decided the, uh, not. They just decided they're not going to play. Uh, the boycott. Is it? I think that's what they call it. A boycott. Yeah. Because right? girls don't do it. It's like, oh, hey. <laughs> no, I did see. I did see. You said because girls don't do it. The MB- WNBA had George. No, not George Floyd, but the new guy that got shot. I don't remember his name. Mm. I don't know either. White. We're going to just call. But anyways, they had his name spelled out across their chest, right? And then turns out he was like a rapist. <laughs> so it's like, wah, wah. <laughs> Irony. I don't know if that's irony, but they definitely had to iron that on their shirts. I was talking to my uncle last night, mm. and I was telling them how stupid and ignorant that it was that WNBA players wanted to have equal pay to NBA players. Mm. That, okay, so they did a celebrity basketball game, mm-hmm. and the two WNBA players, by the way, they were like 6'5", both of them, like 6'4 and 6'5", mm. big, big girls. Pinnacle of women. Right, they combined for eleven points and two rebounds. I was like, like combined for two eleven combined. points and two rebounds. Yeah, they were on opposite teams. They combined for eleven points, two rebounds. These are professional athletes. Professional athletes playing against celebrities. They got one of them got blocked by Quavo. I don't know who Quavo is. Oh, okay, that's good. I don't oh, have to. It's good. 
It's good that you don't know Quavos. I've heard of Quavos Rancheros. I don't know what that is. I've heard of it. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Quavos. Quavos Rancheros. <laughs> Explain what that means. Quavos that or Quavos? Quavos Rancheros. Is that a type of car? I think so. It's either it's either a type of car or the farm that's set next to the one off Bonanza. Huevos are Huevos rancheros. Oh. And that they are <laughs> slang for testicles. Huevoses? Yes. Eggses? Or huevos? Huevos. If you say huevos, that's the word for eggs. Mm-hmm. But it's like us saying balls. So huevos rancheros would be like... Like farm Isn't that a thing farm that people eggs. order, though? Oh, okay. So yeah, it'd be like farm balls eggs. Balls from the ranch. Balls for yeah. <laughs> I knew it was a thing. I don't, I mean, is there? Is it make it spicy or something? Is that the deal? I mean, Being mine are spicy. Rancheros. Your when I when I make your huevos. Huevos Now, I mean, if we're talking geometrically, eggs aren't a ball. Balls are more s- spherical in shape. So, like our actual I mean, testicles. Well, I mean, no, like I mean, if we're talk, if they call it, if it's slang for balls, well, I guess okay. our testicles are more shaped like eggs. They are. <laughs> so they actually those, have it right. Those Spanish-speaking. Those Mexicans. Those. See, I've already. Well, I, was about, I was about to double down and be like, Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're going to have to edit this. I saw, I, I saw a guy, one of the guys that I'd like to have on here. At Walmart today, and he was like, "Yeah, you can do it. You can do it just live on Facebook, live on Instagram." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're gonna have to edit stuff." He's yeah, like, no, but that's what people like. I'm like, "No, you don't understand. We will have to edit stuff." Like, here's the thing, though. Like, it's like, yeah, people like it, but people would also like to see me. Like, people also like seeing uh, what's his name, Kimbo, Kimbo Slice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not doing that though. Yeah, no, huh. we're not. Gonna I mean, it doesn't matter what people like. I'm not willing to destroy my whole life for a <laughs> podcast. And I'm going to say things that This could. isn't life or death podcast. Copyright. All right. Yeah, I guess you're right. Trademark? Yeah. This It's called life or death. Is it called life or death? Or I, are we going to... No, I, I just introduced it as that. Commenting on social issues. It's going to be called Common Denominator Podcast. <laughs> Common Denominator, which has to always be the third person. That's why we have three. Yeah. It's because we're all white. White. And we have things in common. That's There's the common denominator. The common denominator. Mm. Anytime we have someone of a different race on here, we'll also have to change our race because it's still our podcast. We're not giving that up. We're not giving that up. No. We're not giving that up. We have to change our it's race. It's basically our identity. But it'll right be now. like internal. Internally, like we will just identify. Internally, we'll have to start identifying as that race. <laughs> right. What else do we? Let's I hear that's easy to do nowadays. Like I if feel you like just it's decide, like I want to be black, I want to be, and I want to be a Native American, or at least I identifying that way. Yeah, that's what I mean. Identifying like, I that part of you that would like to be that. That's essentially what that is. I want to be that, therefore I am. Therefore, I think. Therefore, I am. I think that I am. Therefore, I am. Whoever said that was a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he was. He was a smart guy, but now people are taking that exact quote to the extreme, and to it's just ridiculous. Exactly. I, I do wonder at what point as a society are we actually going to have rules about what you're allowed to be and what you're not allowed to be. Because right now it seems like there are no rules about that, but either the society is going to deconstruct because there has to be some sort of identity rules. There has to. And I'm not saying like you have to put everyone in a box. Like there has to be something that identifies you. You can't. Not everyone can be like 
like a gray blob. You know, mm-hmm. so like I wonder either like we're either going to decide to start having identity or not and going to like deconstruct as a society and probably get taken over by the Huns. <laughs> hey, everybody loses the Huns. <laughs> so if you're going to get taken over by anybody, best to do it by somebody with no losing streak. The Huns. Well, they had to have lost or else it would still be around. Well, th- their their leader died. Of natural causes. <laughs> of nat- is that he said that and then laughed, so I don't know. I don't know enough about so the Huns. Th- this is this is my background on the Huns is all three movies of Night at the Museum. And he seemed like a pretty nice guy. He did. <laughs> he was pretty nice. Did you yeah. know that Genghis Khan's daughter um, said that she would marry anyone who could beat her in a wrestling match, but if they lost that, they had to give her like a horse. So she ended up having a humongous herd of horses. <laughs> No husband. <laughs> what a sad life. That's like a cat lady, but like like a big warrior. <laughs> like the Except with horses. The Hun version horses. of a cat lady. But I Have got my horses. Do you remember in Futurama when they visited that planet with the, the giant the giant cave women? Mm-mm. I've never watched it. Yeah, so like I haven't either. the premise is that there's no men left on the planet and all the women there are just like Big muscular buff women. I'm talking eight feet tall, and the they like the men get caught doing something, and they were like, "Your punishment is death by snoo snoo," and the guys were like, "Ha ha ha ha, yes!" <laughs> they like cried and and celebrated at the same time because they were gonna, you know, snoo snoo is sex to death. Oh. Yeah. So they were gonna have sex until they died, and at the end of the <laughs> episode, they all came out with like groin casts. When they got rescued. <laughs> Sex to Death is a pretty good uh, punk rock name. song, though. Oh, yeah, punk rock song. <laughs> <laughs> Sex to Death. Sex to Death. Anyways, so. Uh, back to the boycotts. The boycotts, the NBA boycotts. boycotts. Which sounds patriarchal. Uh, I'll be honest. If I have one qualm with it, it's that it's definitely patriarchal. Should be. We a cots, but that's a different thing. You can't say that. That's Native American. They cots. They cots. Uh, us us cots. Ascots. Them cots. <laughs> <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I think they called it a boycott, but I don't know. It seemed like woo boycott. You know, I would say this. I would say this. This is one of the first things I've seen like the Black Lives Matter movement do. That I was like, that's probably going to make a difference. That's legitimately something that will make some sort of impact on people. Like, it's not just some, like, riots that no one's going to know about. It's, like, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people are waiting for something that's not going to come because it's, like, we're tired of police brutality. And even if they're wrong about the issue and how to fix it, at least they're finally doing something that matters. Okay. As opposed to burning and looting towns, yeah, cities. We're j- you know, we're not going to play basketball. We're If we get fired, we get fired. We're just... We're not going to do that. We're not going to entertain you tonight because, you know, we feel that this person who died shouldn't have died because they were black. Which ended up being complete farce, by the way, because mm-hmm. you said that he was a rapist. He's a rapist. He had a knife. Well, that him. was the one guy. George Floyd, well, it well, comes out he was on drugs when which they took him I down mean, and resisting like arrest. It's still, like, whenever I heard it, right, Gerald told me about it, and I was like... My first thought, he said he got shot seven times in the back, and you're like, yikes. 
right? Yikes, yeah. There's, I don't know of anybody that deserves to have an entire clip unloaded in them. Okay, right? so let me tell you a story. There's a video on YouTube from a guy from my hometown, and he's yes, this my hometown. Copyright Bruce Springsteen. We're going to get in trouble for that. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he he is this gangster guy, and he's walking down the street, and these cops come up to him and try to, like, contain him. Two of them. And this guy, like, wrestles them off, punches them, bam, bam. And so they go, they get a taser. They tase him, and then he, like, breaks out of it. Like, he just doesn't go down. He just keeps walking towards them through the taser and then starts punching at them. And it was like they like they used batons, they used everything, and then finally they pu- like he reached for like one of their weapons or something, and they they pulled their guns out and shot him several times, because it was like we're just we're gonna have to kill you because we are obviously on drugs and we're not going to stop you any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the dudes taking the video was oh they didn't have to do that they didn't have to shoot him. Okay, when do we have to shoot somebody? Mm-hmm. That's my question. Mm-hmm. Is it it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we are so anti-cop. We are not actually fixing the cops. You know what I mean? We're we're just we're just telling them you you shouldn't have done that. But why? You there's got to be rules. It can't just be everyone hates cops. Everything they do all the time. Mm-hmm. If we're going to uphold them to that protect and serve, then we have to like tell them what they should do. Right. Because there's hey, well you, you don't have you didn't have anything that was reasonable that they could have done other than what they did. Other than what they did. Yeah. I don't know. I just my again. I was like, that's too many, too many bullets for a person. But also, it was one of those things. You had the, I guess, dichotomy of it. Like you knew, you almost knew that there was some. Like they don't shoot people for no reason. I don't know of any yeah. incident where they were like, yeah, he just shot him for no reason. Mm-hmm. Something happened that escalated to the point where he felt threatened enough. An officer felt threatened enough shoot a gun. I, I think they are trained well enough for that. But I don't I don't I definitely don't s- say shoot him seven times. Shoot him twice in the arm, two times in the leg, whatever it takes to put him down, yeah. right? But shoot to kill. Maybe know. that's a problem that we have is Maybe shoot to kill is the problem. I, you know, and another issue that is completely possible is like that we don't do enough against drug-related crimes. Um, what we'll do is we'll take people that do drugs and send them to prison, mm-hmm. but we don't actually like stop. Like we don't. We we have terrible drug issues. It's mm-hmm. like really cheap and accessible, and um, there's not super ho- like we should send those dudes away for life. If you get caught dealing drugs, that is such a problem in society at this point. Mm-hmm. It should be like twenty years, and it should be really easy. Like you, like you, if you get caught with drugs, right now it you should be so? something that you have to. It should be, like, in the same sense of murder, like, not same sense, but, like, the same standards as murder, where you have to really prove it. Like, there has to be legitimate evidence that you were going to deal those drugs or that you were, but they should do a better job of hunting those guys down. Because I know they don't. Mm -hmm. We know that. Even, like, in Ada, like, the cops, like, there are people that talk about how they're some of the dealers, even in town. Yeah. I think it's one of the biggest problems in America right now is, like, there's two big problems. It's, like... A lot of drugs and no education yeah. and, and a lot of welfare. Those three problems, if you fix those, America would be perfect. Everyone would be would be middle class. Everyone would be at least middle class or could sustain a... And know. then there wouldn't be super rich people. 
Wouldn't there wouldn't be super rich. That's that's the problem. Is the the idea uh, that you're those yeah. things that you're presenting are has to be putting money people. in people's pockets and yeah. there has to be poor people for there to be rich people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why we have poor people. Even if everybody was middle class, there would still be, but there would be people probably that were like, well, I have a little bit more middle class than you. Yeah. Right. But it would be it would it would be less defined than it is right now. You know, mm-hmm. there's people that. Well, the, the Bezos guy, I saw an article that said he was the first $20 billion man or something like that. Oh, wow. Stupid. You don't need that money. Yeah, you don't. Like, what are you <laughs> going to use it for? You don't need that money. Well, well, you don't really, at that point, do you really have ownership of $20 billion? Probably no. not. Not really. Mm-mm. Even You're if you did, then you would have nothing to spend it on. What are you going to do, buy buy country? You c- yeah, $20 billion, That's you could buy it. You could probably buy three or four African countries. Yeah, but they would be crap holes. It <laughs> <laughs> would go nowhere. Or you could buy one and then use the rest of the money to make the country amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that, I guess. You could legitimately do that with that money. Why aren't we? It's because at the, at the point where you get $20 billion, it's not about the money. We know that. It's about the game. It's about the game. How much more can I make? How much more can I make? I'm winning. Which... It sounds it sounds far fetched to me, right? Because I make six hundred bucks every two weeks on my paychecks, right. and I know what the money needs to go to, and the rest I save, right? So or spend on stuff that I like, right? And then maybe if I had an excess of it, it would get to the point where I've got to have more. But you would think that somebody that had enough to pay for the things that they needed. And sometimes the things that they want would be content. They don't. I don't. It seems think like he's not. He, he's only content in trying to get more. I think the original American dream would breed contentment, but the current American dream doesn't breed contentment on either side. So there's the people that are like, I dream of doing nothing my whole life, and there are there people like me, like I am not content with anything. I have a great job right now. Mm-hmm. I'm a weekend and I'm already looking, how am I going to be self-employed? Like I want so badly to do my own thing. Like I'm just not content. So in a way I can kind of understand like the billionaires, like they just want more and more and more. I want to do more. You know, I, I don't want to just sit around and do nothing. But at the same time, like I don't understand the greed, I guess. But Anyways, back to what you were saying. I went off on my is, own tangent. Is, let me think of the word, is contentment the same or different, or is it compatible with, um, I can't think of the word that I want to use, but essentially entrepreneurship, right? Like you said, you're, you're not content. You're content, but you're not content. Mm-hmm. And that, are, are, are those two things incompatible? Like can you be content in, in yourself but still have – the drive or the will to do things, right? Is that what I I'm saying? Think, I think that there is, you're right. I think that there is a balance of like being satisfied with what you have mm-hmm. and not being satisfied with the impact you're having on society. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm fine with the amount of things I have, but I would like to make a bigger impact on Imp- like, like for instance, for me, I want to build a house for my family. Right. I'm content with what I have. Mm-hmm. I don't need any more. Like I've got an, I've got a super sweet 98 Corolla. Yeah. It's really nice. I've got everything that I need. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As far as like, like you know, I could basically eat anything I want any day, anytime. 
But the thing is, is that like used to. What? Before you had to switch diets. All soy. Oh God. <laughs> Zero protein, just soy and estrogen salads. It's been nothing but like, specifically like really soft poo. Because mm. I'm just eating like an all nut diet at this How point. How scrumptious. Every day. And you can see the nuts come out, but they're all like softened. Your body's already <laughs> rejected it. Get these out of here. Dude, what are these? I went from go- like pooping like like Civil War pellets to <laughs> to like raw sewage like really fast. Like uh-huh. when you got to go, your body's like, we're going we're gonna to lose it. We got to drop the load. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron. That is just this is just sick. Again, we will have to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self: edit that clip out. Edit that clip. Aaron, you're gonna be our editor from now on. Note to um, even though we figured everything out earlier. We figured it all out on our own with zero help from Aaron. Zero help from Aaron. <laughs> Not a little bit. Why Aaron is even here? I don't. Just I don't to hold know. the laptop. He He's the laptop holder. I'm the He's third person that doesn't talk much. I feel like all podcasts do have that dynamic. They've got like two dudes that hog all of There's like one guy that talks a lot, one dude who replies to him, and then one guy who usually is like the voice of reason at some point. Right, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, you guys are telling me. Well, we are telling you because. Yeah. <laughs> Get back over there. Um, anyways, we're talking about the boycotts. The boycotts. Money. And contentment. I can't think of the word that I want to use. It's not. It's not entrepreneurship. It's it's a different word because entrepreneurship is more or less shoved in the category of owning a business or something. But what's the word? I want to. I think it's. You have agency, maybe. Agency. I was going to say autonomy, but both of those things are. Both of those things. Can we get the other A? Agency, autonomy, and um, asinine. 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 Asco- aspirin. I was going to say autoimmune deficiency. Asphalt. <coughs> aspirin. Aspirin. As- asin. Um, I think it starts with an I, but uh, that's not that's not right. I don't know. Anyways, the idea of... Independence? Uh, what is that? Maybe it's independence, but it, like it is something. It has to be something because you can be content with with you where you're at, but know that where you're at shouldn't be where you stay. Where you stay, right? Right. Whatever that is, right? Yeah, I think that's maybe like because if you get where you're at and you're content, but you stay there, it it will cause a decadence of sorts, right? I you think will that's get lazy. That's just maturity. I think. I think. Being happy with what where you're at, but knowing that you have to keep stepping forward, I think that's a form of maturity. Maturity. I think that's something that rated him for mature. <laughs> I think that's something that we don't talk about ever as a society. Like that is like high level maturity. Being able to like be like, I I'm happy with what I have, but I recognize that I need to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, it's either either people are not happy with what they have, or people don't want to move forward. You know what I'm saying? There's yes. never very seldomly do you meet people that have both, where they they're happy with what they have, but also realize that they have to keep pushing forward. Maybe maybe there's not, maybe it's not rare to find those people. Maybe those are just typically people that you would think of as like, you know, wise or whatever. 
Wise? Oh, Wise. Yeah, like, like Uncle Charles. Right. Mm-hmm. Uncle Charles is definitely that guy. He's always thinking about the next step, but I don't know. I don't he know. almost seems like he's not happy with what he has sometimes. I think it depends on the day. It depends on the day, yeah. I think he which tries. I think he understands human. that, and he tries. Mm-hmm. That's, that's human. Okay, we're and running on 25 minutes, and I need to check this recording to make sure it's working right. So one second. Okay, you're going <laughs> to cut it up. All right, good. Okay, so if I mention the And the we're back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I mention what we were talking about during the break, um, then we would... Aaron would have to edit a whole lot of things. Edit a whole lot of things. It it's so I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> it has to do with advertisement and advertisement, the shape product of the placement. And and really, what he was saying what made sense because if you think about the shape of what he was talking about, it is yes. about the same shape as that energy drink can. A can of energy. It's in the same cylindrical. And um, it's about the same width of what you would expect one of those to be. Mm-hmm. All right. If so if you were to heft it. It would it would be the perfect weight so in your hand. Either people know what Puebles. we're talking about. <laughs> we might as might as well just cut that whole thing here. <laughs> am I gonna am I gonna have to like go back and do some background? All right, guys. During the break, we were talking about <laughs> last time. <laughs> oh yeah, we wanted to do that voice. We have the oh, we it, have it the editing to do that. It was. Or no, we have the in the. Next mm-hmm. time on you maybe, have maybe me to do that. <laughs> oh yeah, we were gonna do a bit. Hey, hey, you stay in your lane, Aaron. You'll have me to do that. What were we gonna call that segment? Um, next time you'll get it or something like that. Next I time, can't even do it without smiling. The, the whole so the whole game is that you have to talk like you're on NPR. You can't say NPR. And it's you have to say something ridiculous to NPR make the other guy laugh. Rope. This is not you national. Know what I mean, you can't you can't stop already. <laughs> This is. <laughs> See, Jared just can't hold it together. We can't say so NPR. Those guys would come after us in a heartbeat. They're like, "Where are they at?" We'll call it NPR. No, I'm pretty sure it is NPR. We're, we're gonna it's take NPR. MPR. We'll call it MPR. We'll take all seven hundred dollars worth of their equipment and shut them down. M and M P R. M and M P R. Can't say M and M either. Ah, the Hershey's anyways, Hershey's company will come after us. Or or we'll get slapped by a white rapper. Especially, yeah. But hopefully, if we do get his Eminem attention... Eminem would be the kind of guy that would slap somebody. <laughs> Even if he can't beat him up? <laughs> he'd be the guy that would slap him and then fight to his death. He would, yeah, he would be the guy. You pin down and win the fight, right? And then he pushes you as you're getting away. Yeah. You ready to go again, Slim Shady? You telling me, Marshall Mathers, that you're ready to go again? It's funny because I just, like... Like the trailer trash kind of dude that he, like, represents or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know that guy. I know, I have met those dudes. That's exactly how they are. They're like, they're like really relentless type people, mm-hmm. and they're really annoying. I they're okay. Relentless so there was a guy and annoying. in high school. Well, he was a short guy. He was the trailer trash skinny short dude wearing the Dickies baggy pants. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? White t-shirt. And he walks up to me and he says, "Hey man, what's up?" I said, "Not much." He says, "Nobody cares." <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was like you asked, you know, <laughs> like he just got so mad at him. But that was the point. That was the point. That he just wanted to make me mad. Just wanted to make you mad. My dad beat me this morning, and I can't beat you. So little rascal, <laughs> should have called him. <laughs> you rascal. You whippersnapper. You whippersnapper. Oh my goodness. 
Nobody cares. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> Nobody I'm gonna cares. I'm going to ask Jared questions and then let him talk for like five minutes and go, <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> that would that would make for a, a good YouTube channel. That would make for... That would make for immature radio. Immature radio. Like on uh, Parks and Rec. I don't know. Is that a thing on Parks and Rec? Uh, Aaron, have you seen Parks and Rec? I think me and you are both behind the times because I've not seen that either. I've watched episodes of Parks and Rec. And Parks and Rex? That's that's the show that I would watch. Parks and Rex. A little... A little T-Rex? A little Dutch Hound and a T-Rex going around destroying cities. I'd watch that. But Parks and Rec... It's like the it's like the Kmart version of the office. Oh, is it? <laughs> the office is uh <laughs> I don't know. I can't even I don't know. It's made by the same guy, so surely they're the same, right? They're basically the same. They're basically they're the, the same. same, but I'll say this. In Parks and Rec they um Parks and Rec, it's more better. No, they just had different characters. Just different characters. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like in the office they had pretty good characters and mm-hmm. pretty good character development, mm-hmm. but they were more like looking at like a natural office space that you could relate to. And then they slowly realized that the ridiculousness of their show was what people wanted. Right. The and caricaturization. So in the next one they got different actors that were even stupider. Right. Just it was it was the yeah. It, so you're, it not, was fun. you're not supposed to watch the office and, and relate to those people. You're supposed to watch The Office and realize <laughs> and it, laugh at them. Realize <laughs> that they're caricatures of people that you can relate to, right? Yeah. Everybody knows somebody who's not a Dwight but is similar to Dwight. Yeah, right? yeah. Well. I mean, they're not as radical as Dwight is, right? And they're not as they're not as radical. Your boss You're isn't as stupid as Michael, but he's pretty stupid. I think the funniest part of the show is that everyone is like, "I relate to Jim. I'm Jim." Everybody and, thinks and, they're Jim. And you're right. You are Jim. And Jim is the person who acts like everyone else is so stupid and that he knows all that, like, oh, you guys are so dumb for all the things you do. Right. And yet he's he is invested enough in, like, pranking people and in their, in their lives to basically stoop to their level. <laughs> because that's who you are. He's uh-huh. so funny about you it, You are that person. Oh, you no. are the person <laughs> who thinks that you're better than everyone, but you're not. You are just them. They touch – there's a one of those ending little – clips where they're in the let me talk to the camera part and the the people who made the show show that that to you that jim doesn't realize he's that guy yeah he, he talks about how dwight uh, it was oh they find weed and michael needs dwight's pee and so dwight does it for him and throughout the episode you see that jim is doing uh something for pam essentially the same sort of thing and at the end he's like dwight did all this for michael i don't know why he does that for him and you're just like oh you're doing the same thing for. He doesn't realize that he's he's in among. He's a caricature also. Right, right? he is a caricature. Yeah. But the like thing that. is that you you as the viewer will think that you are Jim, because Jim is like above it all. But it's fake. You're not above it all. You are one of the office workers that does dumb stuff. The only person that, well, the person that I relate to, which which whoever person you relate to was going to be the person that you think <laughs> is outside the circle. But the person that I feel like who's the black I relate guy? to most. Creed is Creed's the black no, guy. No, the flat, fat black guy. Oh, yeah, Creed. No, that's not. That's no, Creed, Creed is the oh, Stanley. creepy guy. Stanley. I, I relate to him. You relate to Stanley? It's hentai yes. and it's art. And it's art. <laughs> Anyways, what were you saying? I think I think Michael. If anybody is outside of it, it's Michael. Michael understands what's going on. Really? And he plays down. That's what I think. There is okay. I, so here's a, here's I a, would agree. Here's a thing. There is Michael. I, I have the DVDs which, right. And there's which a deleted Michael? Michael's the the boss. He's the first manager. You sure? 
There's a, there's I think, a scene where I think he's right. He's a deleted scene, right? And um, what is his name? Oscar says that he is. He he is. Um, it's not. He's not. Uh, oh crap! It's not that he's atheist, but he he he's uh, agnostic. That's not. He's agnostic, and he goes. Agnostic. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is, Michael? And Michael gives like, boom, the definition to it, and he goes, Oh, y- you do know, right? I think I think Michael knows and plays it down to all these people. You think so? I think if you watch the show that way, that you'll be like, okay. But I don't. I think that sometimes, and I think of episodes where Michael does ridiculously dumb stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, like when he makes the <laughs> the account, like the online dating account, little kid lover. So people <laughs> know where my <laughs> priorities are. So people will know where my priorities are. <laughs> He's genuine. He's the only one that's actually human. Maybe, like, like Maybe. everybody else is a character, and Michael's human, and he's the goofball. Like he's just a human. He, like maybe the show is written that way, even Maybe. though he looks like a caricature. They're saying Michael is the only one that's actually this way. Everybody okay. else is just a character. So I have a question for you. I what, don't know. What is the best show that's ever been on television? I already know what my answer is. It's probably pretty close to your answer. You, when you hear what I'm, I'm gonna saying. say, Avatar. Last Airbender? Yes. We was talking about that today, which is something that we might can touch on a little bit in a little bit. Uh, my favorite show, or the best show. Not my favorite, but the best the show. The best show. Ooh, that one's. Because I know what it is. I already know the right answer, the correct answer. Oh, he knows the correct answer. Jared, you'll, you'll agree with me. Everybody, he knows the correct answer, but everybody knows the right answer is um, Bill O'Reilly. That's the yeah, right answer. Because right. <laughs> 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 uh, um, he says the truth. <laughs> Fro- the gay frogs. Turn the frogs gay. Uh, the best show. Dang it. That's hard. It's hard for me to decipher you know between best and my favorite. So the, the best would be like the show that you know was the greatest work of art. Not just the most entertaining. It was entertaining. I'll say that. Because I know what the correct answer is. I even though even though it's just technically an opinion. Uh-huh. You guys I feel like I know what you want me to say, but I don't. You don't agree? I don't know that I agree. It's it's up there. There's two that I'm thinking that you want me to say, and mm-hmm. they're both up there. But I'm not quite sure that I'm ready to say that they're both the best in terms of art. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about they're not just in art. terms of art, but like like this is this is like what I want to say, and I'm going to say this. Type, if that makes sense, like I feel like there's a lot of shows mm-hmm. that don't aren't pre-planned quite as good as like this one, the one I'm talking about. So like when I say like the best, I mean like the be- like the best complete. If that makes any sense, like there's a lot of shows that like start out in one way and then start they end up being really great out. comedies or whatever. Like I feel like The Office is one of those shows that ended up being really cool, mm-hmm. really great, but it's not like the best. It's not like I planned this from the beginning. It's not like the David Crowder band. I'm trying to decide, figure out what my opinion is. I don't know what it is, but I'll guess that the one that you want me to say or expected me to say was either Breaking Bad or Twin Peaks. I was going to say Breaking Bad. But Twin Peaks (laughs) was another one on my mind. Now that you say it. Twin Peaks was was the second one because Twin Peaks... Twin Peaks was so good, you didn't even know it was good (laughs) until like three seasons in when, when... because every little detail about it is silly, <laughs> but you don't realize it. Nobody did. You Nobody knew. They, they threw a fast one in the 90s. Do you know what Twin Peaks is, Aaron? I've watched two episodes, bow, and they're laughable bow, bow, at how silly. Bow, bow, 
Still and then they go like, like in a major key. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> bow. Yeah, and then it just goes back to it. Whenever like yeah. one slightly bad mm-hmm. thing happens. <laughs> and you realize like, oh, they're manipulating me. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just making fun of TV shows. That, one, that, do that one was... Making I think so. Of, basically Both of making those are Chuck Norris. the examples that you're talking about in terms of best because even though they were different different TV shows collectively it mm-hmm. you you they both felt like the show was already made or it seems like it seems like the show was already made before they pitched it to the people right and it was like already complete like the quality mm-hmm. was the same at the beginning as it was at the end right. and they were it was just over the top good quality mm-hmm. even twin peaks Mm-hmm. Which is weird to say because it's not that entertaining sometimes. Right, right. It's hard to watch, <laughs> but it's got to be one of the best ones on television. Like I wouldn't like. There's entertaining shows like I would not consider House one of the best shows on TV. Just not even close. Mm-hmm. It's entertaining. He, there's a really good actor in it, mm-hmm. but it's just not one of the best shows on TV. I also I would consider uh, Game of Thrones to be one of the worst. And that is because Game of Thrones, the only thing that it That's does... also who has that hat, Aaron. George R. R. Martin. He <laughs> looks just like him. <laughs> you do, Aaron. The you look Sith, like the Dragon Lord. I'm going to go... Never read or watched it. ...and throw away this hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that See how show, easy it was to manipulate Aaron? I know. All we had to do was socially make him an outcast. Listen, I don't, like, I don't like that guy. Lepa. He's creepy. <laughs> Lepa. I don't like him either. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so he just appeals to people's carnality. It's basically one long commercial. You're basically... Mm. And the reason I say that is because all it's doing is appealing to sex and violence. The entire thing through it. Sex, violence, adventure. Sex. Yeah, and it doesn't... It doesn't... Like, the story from beginning to end makes very little sense. Like, he's writing it on the fly most of the time. Yeah, it did feel like that. Now, uh, weren't were the books complete? The book saga, uh, or whatever it is, was books? it complete? Well, the Where TV the show movie? is better written than the books. TV show is but better. But the books written. have more detail. Books have more detail, and collectively, when I say collectively, I mean I would say a majority of people didn't like the ending. That I means either they didn't read the books, the books weren't finished, or. He surprised people. No, the the ending for the books and the movie are different. Are the show is different. Oh, I think that's why they didn't like it. Game of Thrones is one of the worst atrocities we've ever seen. Atrocities ever. I don't know. The, the Walking Dead was pretty poor too. I didn't like The Walking Dead. I didn't like that. I watched like, the it first was just episode gore. was good. Mm-hmm. Got you hooked. Got you hooked. And then anything after that, the only good episodes were Daryl related. Daryl. Yeah, it, it was in Daryl's the long haired motorcycle fest. guy, right? What'd you say, Aaron? It yeah. was just a gore fest. Gore yeah, fest. it turned into a. Right in Aaron's ear. Do it, Aaron. You gotta make the noise. It's all, it's I don't know how to make the noise. I don't know what cheek, you're talking about. Cheek and tongue placement. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Goofy. Uh. At least one. At least one. Oh, oh. weak. That was, well, that's that what so to you. That, one, that was a popping pimple, not a. I wonder if I wonder if that sound home. is is the millennial equivalent to Tim Allen's grunts. <laughs> Maybe just it's only our thing. Probably. Probably, probably just probably our thing. I don't think it's anything to do. With we should millennials. edit those two and a half, three minutes out where we're just. 
<laughs> no, I'm leaving it. <laughs> Aaron's leaving it. It's too. There's nothing technically inappropriate about it. <laughs> there's nothing technically inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah, like I so I'm not. We a could huge be murdering fan. a man and nobody would know. They wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm definitely not. So Avatar: Last Airbender. Avatar: Last Airbender. So Jared thought that it was pretty good, but not great. It was. I it, if I had to say, I would say it's it's a good solid five out of ten. Five out of a ten. A solid five out of ten. Like it's it's more like it's just got a couple things that could make it a ten. Easy things. Right. Like what? I would say I don't like the color scheme. The art style is good, but I don't like the color scheme. It seemed kind of drab. You seemed like it just dragged on you as it went on. It did. It did get long. The story got it got repetitious. Right, we gotta go to this place and find this person, and I bet along the way there's going to be adversity. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think here's the thing that made Avatar: Last Airbender pretty cool to me was that it made like deep, intricate storylines more accessible to children. Accessible. Like, it was like the first show children. I ever watched where I cared anything about the characters. Right. Yeah, and it did it so subtly. You start in the beginning, and you're like, ah, it's just a goofy kid. And then, and and then yeah. as as the show grows, you get more and more attached to him. By the end, you're like, no, Aang doesn't want to kill the kill the fire lord. He doesn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You can't make him. Which I did watch it at age, what was I, 23, 24? Yeah. I was, I was okay. an adult watching a, a Nickelodeon American-made yeah. anime. anime. Fair yeah. So that was back in the day when me and Jared would take tandem naps. We would be watching Avatar Last Airbender, and we would just suddenly decide, man, it's kind of hot in here. <laughs> yeah, we would take naps. <laughs> and I would just have, the like in my dreams would be, eventually it would loop around to the DVD menu screen. In your dream? Yeah, because they're sliding down that thing. They're sliding down the thing. Over and over. like Every season, every disc. That was the DVD menu. Thank you, Nickelodeon. Like, what? What are you talking about? See, it works for both blood and splat. What slide are you talking about? They're in, like, the Rock City. Oh yeah, during it's the rocks. Oh, Mashu? And she's got a they've got to slide down like the She knows the actual name. You mean Washu, the capital of blah blah blah. No, that's <laughs> Ba Sing Se. Ba Sing Se. Yeah, that's right. There are that no word. there is no war in Ba so, Sing Se. Let me say this, Jerry. Boy. <laughs> that was one of the best episodes. You know why so the I guess the voice actor actually died. Oh really? Yeah. So that was the episode after he died. And that was why that, I guess that was why it was so emotional, but it didn't I make. See. No, 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 no. What? What? The voice actor for Uncle Iroh? Iroh died, and so they had to replace him, right? Well, that was the episode that they said in remembrance of so and so. That's right. Oh, I do. I, do, I remember, I that. remember that. Okay, so that was an important. They did that, that all over because he did a whole bunch of voice acting. That was the first. I think that was like the first tragedy I ever knew about as a kid. I don't think I knew actually what happened. I just Tragic. knew somebody died. But they they had such a good old voice actor that I had no idea mm-hmm. that they even changed voice actors. Brave soldier boy. That is like the saddest episode. Come marching home. Come marching home. I learned it on guitar. And after I learned that song on guitar, I realized... How silly it was. I've invested too much time mm-hmm. into this show. <laughs> I, I think that was the point where I was like, this show 
is really good and it's a good memory, but it is not good enough for me to act like mm-hmm. it's the best thing in the world. I still want to get a tattoo from Avatar: Last Airbender. Mm. See, I haven't seen the show the in arrow the arrow right on my forehead. Straight on your head. I haven't seen the show since hey, I was. Hey, I can always grow my hair back. So I get to say it was the best, and then leave it there and not watch it until I'm old and fat. <laughs> I have nothing better to do. Well, yeah, all you gotta do is age a little bit now. Huh? All that's left. Older, fatter, man, boy. <laughs> Aaron, if you rewatch it, you will see that it's really high quality, mm-hmm. but you'll also see the flaws in it. And this is what will happen: is you will see the cracks in it, and then you'll watch Legend of Korra and be like, "Ah, yeah, there it is." Basically, what it is: all of the problems that came from Avatar: The Last Airbender, just it was all of those problems were the most prominent thing. Without the quality. Without the quality in Korra, it was like the only thing. There's like a giant overarching story you have to pay attention to, but there's a lot more of it. It's not just four kids you're paying attention to anymore. There's like, they introduced like 20 characters in the first episode. Yeah, and they acted like we're only going to have four main characters and a bunch of side <laughs> characters. And then the four main characters disappear. And, and you just p- you just follow Korra, and then Korra gets another group of four main characters. And you're just like, yeah. what, do, what do we do? They change out the... They they give you four and then change them out. They change them out and then did they write them off or like kill them or what's the deal? No, How they're they still there. They're just in the background. Like oh, they're, these guys are important. Trust us. But really, she's a lesbian. Is it is it the is the first four <laughs> the four that we knew from Avatar? Is it no. is it a? No, there's still the, there's some around, but they're, they're not main char- characters. They're four new characters and then they give you another four on top of that. If you watched it, you would understand. Like, it's, there's a lot. Like, we're talking about, it went from, like, a story about four kids, mm-hmm. and then, like, there's a bunch of, there, and then there's, like, one side, group of side characters at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it evolves into a whole bunch of different side characters, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in this one, they just pour 20 characters at the same time, and they're all main characters. You yeah, they're all important. They're all important. Like, Korra is, like, they're the all focus, inclusive. but you have all these other characters you have to keep track of. Keep track of them. Like and the, like, they never just like give you an update on their life. It's just like every detail of their life, and there's not a whole lot of content. It's just look at all these characters go through the exact same thing at the same time. Look at them. Look how they're reacting to this. Now, was it the same people that made Avatar or different people? I think it was the B team. Different. It was different people. It was the B team. Yeah, it was the team that worked on Avatar: Last Airbender, but they didn't write it. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of La- Avatar: Last Airbenders quality came from their choreography and they didn't have any of that in Legend of Korra they completely dropped the choreography totally did they really? yes they did um, boxing style stuff instead of like the ancient Chinese fighting styles they were using and it just like all of the appeal for the American audience disappeared because we're like we all know how boxers fight and you're not doing anything different you're just going to swing punches the entire time and there That's was never, there was never even like an old school dude on there that would fight old school at all. You would get glimpses of it because there was an episode about Tintin. Yeah. And it was fantastic. Was they the brought back episode. the old. It was the oh. old style, and there was more of a central focus on one character and his development. Mm-hmm. And then, and you watch him get beat to smithereens. You watch him get beat to smithereens, and then it turns out that he's. Well, you're talking about which one are you talking about? It's in epi- It's in season three, I think. You're talking about the uh, the original Avatar, right? No, no, no. I'm talking about Korra. They they brought back that 
old style fighting for one episode. Why? I don't know, but it's it's fantastic choreography. Okay, so I'm talking about the episode with Jack, maybe? Uh, Jet? Avatar, Avatar 1 is what it is. Avatar 1. Who? The first Avatar. Avatar 1. That's Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra, Season yes. 2? I think it's 3. Season 2, episode 13, 2 minutes and 32 seconds in. I know. <laughs> we're nerding out right now. Yeah. So, like, there's, there is... Uh, what I'm talking about is there's, like, three episodes in a row, and it is one character... And then he gets like a sidekick, right? And for three episodes, we just follow those guys only. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. And their character development is amazing. And then right after that episode, they establish how, like, the av- like basically they establish how the Avatar started. Mm-hmm. And then the episode afterwards, they destroy it. Yeah, the Avatar loses all of her powers. Yeah. And not like in, in Aang's case where, like, Aang has all these powers and then he can't control them. Before he gets to be able to control him, he loses them. No, no. Korra's got full control. She just loses it. And then the character that you just spent three episodes loving... He dies. dies. Never to come back. Never to come back. And they're just like... It was one of the worst writing moves I've ever seen. It's like, we're going to write complete crap, and then we're going to write something really good, and then destroy it. We're going to give you a glimpse of something good, and then just go back to the monotonous freaking oh my god like i i know for a fact that a bunch of women with short hair wrote it so <laughs> i know they did we we were talking about it a little bit today at work right because there's a guy that's taken a an art class in college and part of his assignment i don't understand it but part of his assignment was something along the lines of is cultural appropriation in art an okay thing to do, right? And I didn't understand. First off, I had to have him explain cultural appropriation. <laughs> and then we had to decide whether or not it was. And I had I needed an example. Anyways, Avatar was, was an example. He said, this is what he said. I don't know if this is right. Was the creator of Avatar. He said he was like a, a Japanese-American, right? So that's why he was, was kind of saying that's why they would say Avatar is okay. Because he was Japanese descent. And so he can, right? This is what I gathered, right? Cultural appropriation. But it's just a cartoon. Was like, and also well, it's, it's a love letter to ancient Chinese fighting. Well, so this the the idea of cultural appropriation is that if if you don't have some sort of, I guess, ethnic connection you're to to that art, that. then you're not allowed to do it, right? Okay. This he said he's this kid said he was in the minority and saying no. That, that it is okay, right? Right. Everyone else, wait, he was in, he was in the minority, yeah, he said it was okay to do, everyone else said it wasn't okay to do. I should totally right? go sign up for this class. And and yeah, so... It'd be so much fun. My first thought was, well, like, art is like one of those things, it's just like, people take pieces, we've been taking pieces of music right. from different cultures from the dawn of time, probably. Right, it's like dreadlocks started with people in... Rastafarians? Rastafarians started dreadlocks? I don't know. No, it started in like Scotland. Scotland Scottish people was Scottish good? people. And then and then black people stole it. And now white people aren't allowed to have dreadlocks anymore. <sighs> Actually I'm pretty sure dreadlocks started everywhere Ooh. because people didn't brush or wash their hair back in the day. Ooh. So like that's an everyone thing. Right? Mm. Dreadlocks are like everywhere. Possibly. Dreadlocks are you can't we cannot just be like, oh, certain hairstyles. Mm-hmm. You're being racist if you have this hairstyle, okay. and you're not X race, and yeah, whatever that race is. Even if it was that sort of thing, could it not be said that 
Essentially, it was part part of the thing was since we're born here in America, like one of the fundamental ideas is that we take cultures, we take individual cultures or individual people, and and use it to inspire our individuality, right? I mean, if we so just if we just applied all of the rules that they're talking about, rap wouldn't exist rap wouldn't because exist? black people aren't allowed to produce rap, or wh- I'm sorry, white people aren't allowed to produce rap. And guess what? Rick I don't Rubin. think there's enough rich black people out there to. Ooh. Um, so my question to was: To fund the music if, industry, if the first guy was Japanese American, and he didn't work on the second one, you would have to say, you could say that the it changed, it switched from an anime to just a cartoon. No, it was cultural appropriation. Actually, it wouldn't have been because it had boxing style in it. So it would have had, it would have been an, it would have been a, a cartoon. Instead. There was, I mean, there was still technically Japanese influence in it. It was mm-hmm. still like kind of like an anime style. Almost, but was it really ever in an anime style? I no, I don't. I think the battles may have been like trying to be um, Shonen Jump anime kind of stuff, but I don't think it ever actually achieved what it was trying to do. What about the characters' emotional expressions? Because that's one thing that always stands out to me when I watch anime is there the over the overemphasis of emotions, and some of it was tongue in cheek that I remember from. The Avatar. Some of it was like, oh, they they are making fun of him overacting in this, like the <laughs> right, All right. Oh those yeah. guys. Like, and what, what was the what was the brother? Was it not Sokka? Sokka. He kind of he was kind of like the comic relief, but you also right. saw that his emotions were his emotions were over the top. But he it was almost like he realized it, and everybody else realized it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, oh yeah. he's he's Sokka, right? He's the goofball. Yeah, that that happened like in the Avatar. It it would happen like. In times of like non-conflict, where something stupid happened, and they were like, "No," mm-hmm. but in times of conflict, it was all almost always realistic. Realistic. In Korra, I think I think the same thing applies, except realistic is like so it's still over the top because it's like no one's gonna react that way. Except she was a bad person, so she reacted poorly to basically everything. Yeah. Everyone was just a bad person in Korra. But, and I think I think that that is the, my problem with Korra, is that based off of how the characters act in Korra, they, um, you can just tell, you can just tell the type of people that worked on it. Okay, co-host has left the building. He's getting a book. Always getting a book. <laughs> we don't need literature. We don't read. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay, we're back um, we're on back. NPR. Back on Maybe Next Time You'll Get It. Maybe Next Time You'll Get It. We're just going to be skimming through this scrumptious piece of literature. We Sc- like to call it Scratch Booking. Scratch Booking. Scratch Booking. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the book, uh, the, the fine piece of work the by... The dystopian novel the written dystopian by one Sir Aldous Huxley. Brave a New World. A 526 dystopian masterpiece. So the verbiage in this book isn't super harsh, but I feel like the uh, the tones are, are colorful. C- colorful tones, yes, colorful tones. So there were some pages that popped out as yellow to popped me. Popped out as yellow. 
but some of them were like more of a blue. More of a blue. I so I'm losing it. I'm losing the character. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow on maybe next time we'll get it. We'll be discussing the film, The Hangover. <laughs> the Hangover. I would love to hear them talk about it because you know yeah. that they would downplay it. It's ridiculous. <coughs> and and the descent that director Matt Reeves took to to the point where now he has to feel like he needs to make the film or the movie Joker. We're going to discuss the film The Hangover and the movie The Joker. <laughs> so uh <laughs> that, way, that way they know. Apparently in the film The Hangover they were having some sort of uh reaction to the alcohol that they had consumed the night before. Yes, the chemical. Um and I guess I guess there's some sort of imbalance. Imbalance. Imbalance, is that how it works? Um, uh, I um, guess there's some sort of imbalance. I don't want to overstep s- my bounds. Some imbalance. I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm no doctor. I'm no psychologist or doctor. I only have uh, associates in broadcasting. <laughs> I have an associates in liberal arts. <laughs> <laughs> I have a liberal arts associates degree. I only made it two years That's at not even Central Community College of Cultural Appropriation That's not in useless. broadcasting and that is media. That is worse than useless. That is anti-use. Anti-use. You've only lost value for society. Uh, but if you put on an application, you have an associate's <laughs> degree in liberal arts. Where are you getting hired? <laughs> I think that's a red flag as to as to say, we're not going to hire you. Thanks for putting that on there for us. I think BuzzFeed has enough employees at this point. <laughs> um, Huffington Post. <laughs> You at least need a bachelor's in liberal arts for helping to post. Uh, oh, uh, no, uh, I actually knew somebody mm-hmm. who it w- they s- they got their four year degree in feminist studies. Ooh. Oh you my gosh! Four years that poor person. Feminism? Did they get like thirty thousand dollars in debt to do it? She worked. She went to a school at ECU. Another day older and deeper in debt. debt. Got eleven thousand. Woke up this morning, shackled and drawn. That's also copyright by copyright copyright. Copyrighted. Copywritten by Brewsting. Trademarked. Trademarked. Registered. I don't know. I don't know what it'd be called. We have we have descended into the deep well of depravity. We started off at least acting, boasting, posturing as if we were going to comment on the social issues of our to of our today. But here we are in the well of yesterday yesterday talking about avatar and the nostalgia that it brings to our hearts and our minds i just and also <laughs> our bodies okay you want me to tie it in let me tie it in tie okay. it in here we go so avatar the last airbender we can agree was a pretty good cartoon for, for being a cartoon if you put it on a scale Wait, of other cartoons was avatar a cartoon or was it an anime it's a cartoon okay so then Legend american made cartoon Legend okay. of Korra, me and aaron can agree is a bad one it's not good bad and any stretch of the imagination Okay, so here's m- here's my final argument. The descent of the descent of like the s- social justice like movement started from the people in media. We know that. Media. We know that. I think that there were a lot of social justice wa- warriors at the time making Legend of Korra. Now they d- hadn't come fully come out yet. That's why at the very last episode, when they couldn't f- possibly get canceled, the very last episode. With no context, you didn't see it coming. Korra 
becomes a lesbian. In the very last scene of the very last episode. And then the they confirm scene. it. Like, like at first the they didn't confirm episode. it because they weren't brave enough. But as it became more socially acceptable. Why would they, they Why would they feel the need to make her a lesbian? Well, I mean, she wasn't already. She was already poorly written, so poorly it didn't really written. bother me. Was she written in a? She was in a relationship with a guy through the entire thing, the same dude, and mm-hmm. at the very end, they just ripped it apart for lesbianism. Yeah, which is the same problem I had with that other TV show about that autistic kid. So, do you what TV show? It was on Netflix. Easy, easy. No, it literally, that's the whole premise of the show. Easy, is he has autism. Easy. To our to our autistic listeners, um. We apologize that he was so insensitive. (laughs) Please don't stand in the corner and cover your ears. (laughs) (laughs) Edit, 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 edit. Beep, beep. Um. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave it. You where you snap? That's exactly where it's gonna start. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, beep, beep. Um. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, SJWs. SJ. <laughs> Amen. His placeholder in his Here, here's the, so here's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. There's only one file in there. SJW. It just says SJW. Because <laughs> we know that's what it is. It's been a long time since I've heard that term, but that's that's the base of it. I used to watch <laughs> SJW compilations for like hours. They're so entertaining, but also How, uh, incredibly sad. Oh Do you think is there a true man who is, is an SJW? No. Men. So Absolutely men not. that are in the group or tag along with these. Females. No, because the, um, a true man would come out and say, I'm trying to get me some pussy. Okay, so <laughs> a true man would show his intentions. Amen. So when you say true man, you mean like, but there are physical people there who are binarily male that yeah. are SJWs. You are appropriating their gender, and I don't appreciate that. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I, I kind of understand what you're saying. So, so there are people that will say <laughs> same things. SJWs say, right? Right. And How they will they stand by them, but they won't understand what they're talking about. They don't about understand it. is what you're saying. They don't they'll, conceptually understand. In fact, understand. they'll go as far as to fight you on it harder than an SJW would. Mm-hmm. They, they, don't, they don't conceptually so they have understand something it the to way prove. That, that SJWs do. And whenever we say SJWs, we obviously... Kind of like the, the most the angry tribe. people about Black Lives Matter are white people. Right. Like, they're super angry about it. No, no, don't get me wrong. Black people are angry about it. Black mm-hmm. people are angry about it, but the people that are going to like just fight you the most on it mm-hmm. are white people. They're, They're going to look you right people. in the eyes and be like, "F you." Mm-hmm. If you say even it. say something that black people won't do that. Right. They'll they'll be like, "No, nah, I disagree." You know, they might say that. Right. They might even get passionate about it. Mm-hmm. They're not going to just look right in your eyes and be like, "You're a Nazi." Right. I've never heard that from a black person in my life. Uh-uh. Never one time have I been like approached in that way. But when it white comes to people white will. people that disagree with you, mm-hmm. it's almost like they're just like Surfing the wave of like, like, uh, what did I say earlier? Golly, the word. Uh, I was talking about it earlier. Surfing the waves. Uh, something signaling. Virtue signaling. Virtue signaling. Yeah, yes, they're surfing the waves. All virtue signaling. If tomorrow society decided that black people should be slaves again, those mm-hmm. exact people would be like, F you yes. black people right. and we would be standing here being like nah so black people shouldn't be slaves here's here's the concept that I was l- going to try and get at if I could have figured out whether men existed in there or not Lego did a study they brought in bunches of kids right mm-hmm. boys and girls and they divided them up and they watched how they played with the Lego set right what they gathered was boys 
will take, like, let's say they had a Batman set, right? And they will act like they are Batman. Whereas girls, same set, Batman set, will make Batman them, right? So virtue signaling or the SJW mindset is that of a infant girl, essentially. Yeah. They, are, they are saying, they, they know that essentially they're racist. They don't like black people. They're afraid of black people. They're afraid of right. this, that, and the other, right? They're afraid of homopho- homosexuals. They're afraid of transgenders. They're afraid of all these things that they're pushing on people who aren't because they know the people who aren't know that it's individual rather than collective, right? right. It's not It's not Batman and I are one. It's m- Batman becomes me or I become Batman, right? Right. And essentially, right? That's how a normal thinking person would – or essentially that's the study said essentially boys think that way or men and i mean it's you know uh, but i think that's what virtue signaling is right they would say it's they would say it's i don't guess they use virtue signaling do they they don't call it virtue signaling no they don't because that's a term that doesn't they don't like kind of like we don't like saying that we are conspiracy theorists even though they don't like saying that we don't like to say it I don't like to say I'm a conspiracy theorist simply because they have used it as like a, it. a weapon against me. I, I, I was thinking about that today. I'm going to start saying that um, if somebody's like, that's a conspiracy theory, or if I want to talk about a quote-unquote conspiracy theory, I'm going to say I have a theory that these people are conspiring to do such and such, or that I have a theory that this and this has been right working towards and if they say it's a conspiracy theory i'll be like yes it is that's exactly what it is why why do we need this simply a theory that i have that these things are going on why do you get to own the word you you, they're taking ownership over that word and being like there is a negative connotation to it Mm -hmm. but i mean if you look at history every single society ever has had conspiracies every single one to all of our listeners the three of us did not did not for weeks and or months talk about doing this podcast it was spontaneous. It happened. Naturally. It was organic. Was we didn't We didn't have to go to Guitar Center and purchase microphones and a mixer and a computer. It just happened organically. And work an hour to try to get everything set up. Not and we will happen. not. We will not be inviting people on here. We won't be making plans to invite anybody on here. Are you? Are you if are they just show up. They just That's show up. They just show up. They know. Are we you trying to t- say that we were conspiring together to make I this podcast? I don't. Oh no, surely not. We surely <laughs> did conspire. <laughs> I re- I refute every piece of this evidence consp- that said we conspired to do this podcast. This podcast is a conspiracy. You bound. Okay. In the in the famous words of Grandfather Trump, you bound. You bound. Grandfather what's Trump. What's our time right now, Eric? Uh, we're at one o seven. Okay. We an probably hour and seven minutes? Up. We have an hour and seven minutes worth of stuff. Worth of nonsense. Complete <laughs> <laughs> nonsense, but we can make something out of it. That's can the we? best kind of sense. All we have to do sense. is have, like, two 15-minute segments where we talk about something yeah. legible and splice those bad <laughs> boys together. <laughs> uh, so, e- even though you stopped it, you were able to keep... Well, I stopped it, uh, and uh, you can record directly after you stop, yeah, so it'll run right it. into the next. Very cool. Very cool. That's going to be useful. Yeah, it will be. Gonna wrap it up. Guess we're wrapping it up. Yep. And on that terrible disappointment, no. we'll see you all next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're doing this weekly, <laughs> or yeah. next we'll next two. And I next yeah. issue. We're gonna d- we're gonna do it weekly. This was what we call an introduction. It might not be the introduction that goes out. Who knows? At some point, 
w- w- should we? Okay, so the question is, should we make a bunch of podcasts, then start releasing them weekly, so that just in case we miss a week, we can. Oh yeah, that is always a good idea. Is to to whenever we can get two in, we're gonna get two in. You know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we have at least enough stuff here for two podcasts. Right, Aaron, you can make fourteen podcasts out of this, right? And I mean, uh, splice out. Little and if podcasts. Aaron will show me, no. I'm going to start doing an underground podcast beneath ours that that gains more followers because <laughs> it, will, it, will all, it will only be about yeah. us conspiring to do this. I'm going to tear apart my own argument. So, oh my God, it's called. It it's was called a conspiracy. The meta theory. The meta theory. The meta theory podcast. Hey guys, just remember there are tunnels. Underneath the cities. Do you remember that time that guy got mad at us for talking about <laughs> that in the barbecue here's place? Here's, here's the, the barbecue. real thing. Here's the real. Here's the real thing that when I was trying to decide how I wanted to to uh, put out my propaganda that I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I was like, what if that day you were talking to Aaron about the tunnels and that guy got really uncomfortable? What if he is part of the deep state elite? Oh no! And wanted to shut us down because we all know deep state elite would have a barbecue place that. <laughs> this is essentially what we're living in is essentially a simulation. We if you have ever watched the Truman show, every uh-huh. now and then someone breaks the simulation and re- releases a piece of art. That's why we have to preserve the arts because the art is the only the only real way. The only real dividing line between life and death. Thank you everyone. <laughs>